You know, we're going to take a journey tonight. The book of Psalms, the 66th chapter. And I don't know how long that journey will be. I just hope that you will open your heart to that word tonight and you will allow that word to penetrate something in your mind and your spirit. It's one thing for me to get up here and jabber and go on and on and on. It's another thing for there to be an anointing that comes. and There's another thing for you to be able to receive that word. And I can, there's, there's times that I've been the only one in the building that knew I was anointed. Amen. But I'm glad I talked to the Lord enough to know that if I'm the only one that knows I have an anointed word for somebody, I have that anointed word for somebody tonight. Amen. Psalm chapter 66 talks about the great works of God among his people. And begins with verse 1 by saying, Make a joyful noise unto God all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of his name and make his praise glorious. Say unto God, how terrible art thou in thy works. How awesome, how impressive that word terrible means. How awe-inspiring is God in his works. Through the greatness of thy power, Shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee? All the earth shall worship thee and shall sing unto thee. They shall sing to thy name. And there is the word selah, which means pause to consider what you have just heard. Think about what has just been said, that God is impressive in his work he is incredible in his working and so with that in mind I want to go down a few verses and pick up in verse number 12 and I just want to pull out a thought for just a few moments tonight verse 12 the psalmist said thou hast caused men to ride over our heads we went through fire and through water, but thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. You brought us into a favorable situation in spite of all that had happened. Where we ended up was the best place in the world. And somebody said, Amen. It is amazing to me the encouragement that one can find in the Word of God if he will or she will simply go to that Word uh, and go to it often. It is amazing to me how many times when I need something to pick me up or give me direction or Give me a sense of understanding. I can open the Word of God and 
find there in the familiar stories, things that I've read before, I can find present help for my present problem. Though many would say that this book is outdated and it's archaic, it was written so many hundreds of years ago, how could it be relevant to our times? My answer is simply this. It was a different time, but it speaks timeless truths that no matter where you live or what generation, whether you live in the United States or you live in South America or Asia or Africa or on Mars, if you go to the Word of God, there is something about that Word that is timeless. It is timeless because it comes from the eternal God who is not bound by time and who is not fettered by the constraints of clocks and, and, and ticks and tocks. He operates on his own and the word of God that is eternal, the Bible said, that heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. That word is eternal. And so whether you lived in the, the, the turn of the century or you lived in biblical times or you're living on the cutting edge of the 20, I guess we're getting close to the 22nd century. I, I've always grown up hearing about the 21st century, but it seems to me like we've catapulted. We're in the 25th century. Sometimes it feels that way. But no matter what time frame you live in, this word is timeless. And this word speaks to us. And we find over and over again encouragement for the day and helps for our current situation. This is one thing that I've learned about life and it is that our journey through life is not going to be without incidents. It is not going to be without trouble. It is not going to be without adversity. The great writer Job said that man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. That it is inevitable that in every one of our lives are going to come times of trial and trouble and tribulation and discouragement and it comes over and over again. The 66th Psalm is a song that was saying about deliverance. It was a song that reflected back over their life. It was a time when they looked back at where God had brought them from and what God had brought them through. And at the present time, what they saw God had brought them out of was utterly amazing. And it was mind-boggling what the Lord had brought them through because they remembered those times that they were thinking about and they also remembered that when they were in those times they didn't know whether they were going to make it or not. I mean one of the great deliverances that God gave to Israel was bringing them through the Red Sea. He was delivering them out of Egyptian bondage. 
the Bible said that he caused a great wind to roll the waters of the Red Sea up. And that when they marched through, there was a wall of water on both sides of them. And I want you to think about that for a moment. Here they are in the midst of deliverance. Here they are in the midst of getting out of bondage and going into the promises of God. And on both sides of them, there's a mountain of water that looks like at any moment it could crash down on top of them. You understand me tonight when I tell you that sometimes when God delivers us, it still looks dangerous. We don't know whether we're going to make it or not. We don't know if we're going to get through this thing or not. We don't know whether it's going to work. When we're in the midst of it, all we can see is that those waters look like any moment they could break over our head and we could be drowned in the sea. And yet the reality is they are in the will of God. They are doing what God has commanded them to do and they are on their way to promise. But it looked awfully dangerous at the moment. Sometimes what it looks like at the moment seems dangerous. There were times when Israel looked at their life and it seemed like a failure. There were times when they looked at what they were going through at the moment and it looked like they were in the middle of defeat. Times when the desert experience seemed more terrible than Israel had ever imagined and it was more than they could take and they cried to go back to Egypt where they had been in bondage. And yet all of that time they were crying to go back. God was delivering them. Praise God. All the while they were whining and murmuring and complaining. God was delivering them. You know God puts up with a lot of stuff with his people. He puts up with a lot of stuff with us. A lot of complaining. And all the time, He's in the middle of delivering us. But it doesn't look like it at the moment. All it looks like at the moment is any second, this thing's going to crash in on us. It looks like at any moment, we're going to die. It looks like at any moment, we're going to be drowned. It looks like that any moment, this is all going to come crashing down around us. When, but the truth is... God has His hand on that water. God has His hand on your life. And He is delivering you. It may not look like it at the moment. It may not even seem like it at the moment. But God is delivering us. Amen. There were times when they wondered if they had done the wrong thing by leaving. But God had made a promise. And he was able and he was going to see them through and he did. And this psalm is actually a reflection back. It is looking back over their life. And when they began to look back over their life, they saw all of those difficult times. They saw all of those hard times. They saw all of the inconvenient times. They saw all of the painful experiences and they realized that though it was painful, God was still in it. Though it hurt, God was still in it. 
though they didn't enjoy it, they were still in the will of God. They were still doing what God had called them to do. That though they did not enjoy it for the moment, God was still taking them somewhere. But they didn't see that when they were in the midst of it. You know, it takes time for us to realize just what God is really doing for us at the present moment. And most of us are never going to understand the present situation because we're too involved in it. We're too caught up in the moment. We're too overwhelmed by the water that's on both sides that look like at any moment it's going to come down on our heads. And we're wondering in our mind, did God really call me to do this? Did God really say this is where, is this really what God has for my life? Am I, in, am, am, am I doing the right thing? You see, none of us at the present moment are going to ever understand our present situation. It takes time and distance to be able to see that God was in it all. God was in it all. And I love the way that the psalmist described his experience. And this is really what I want to focus your attention on. He said when he was looking back over this period of time in their life and when he realized what all God had led them through and brought them into, they remembered all of those things. He said we went through fire and through water. The only way he could describe what he was experiencing was fire and water. There was flood and there was heat. There were trials and there were pressures. That's the only way I, I know how to describe them. But what sticks in my mind is the fact that they realized that they were going through it. The Bible said, we went through. It doesn't say they understood it. It doesn't say they, they, they knew what God was doing and so they accepted it. It doesn't say that it was convenient for them. It doesn't say that it was easy. It doesn't say that it was pleasant. It doesn't say that it was difficult. It doesn't say that it was hard. He simply said, we went through it. Amen. The best way sometimes you can describe what is going on in your life is we went through it. Fire and water. Fire and water. There have been fiery trials and there have been floods of tears, but we went through them. There have been moments when we didn't know whether we were going to make it or not, but we went through it. There were times when we didn't know whether we were washing or hanging out to dry. We didn't know whether it was daylight or dark. We didn't know whether it was we were up or down. We didn't care whether it was in or out, but we went through it. Amen. At the moment, we may not have understood it. At the moment, we may not have been able to make sense of it. 
at the moment we may not have have been able to enjoy that time it wasn't pleasant it may have been hard it may have been trying it may have been the most difficult moments of our life but we went through it hallelujah i just came to tell somebody that you're going to make it because god designed for you to make it you are going to make it you may be going through it right now but you just keep going the best way to describe sometimes what's going on in our life is just to say we went through it amen amen you don't have to go into detail you don't have to tell anybody about what all it involved you just you said it all when you said we went through it Whatever you're going through, just keep going. I've told you that recently, and I come to tell you that again. There's housed in the truths of this word, the leadership of God. And oh, my friend, God is still leading his people. He brought them, the Bible said, through fire and water. But he brought them out to a large place a a blessed place he brought them out into a wealthy place can i tell somebody here tonight that whatever you're going through it is going to get better because god has designed it to be that way it isn't going to be night all the way and it's not going to be hell all along the journey there will be a time when the day is going to dawn hallelujah the bird, the mockingbird, the morning bird's going to sing again. The sun's going to peek up over that horizon and say, welcome another day. I don't care how dark it is right now. I come to tell somebody right now that no matter what it seems like at the moment, you're going to make it. Amen. You're going to make it. Because God's taking you somewhere. Say that to yourself. God's taking me somewhere. You know, it's important for you to believe that. Because if you don't believe that, you don't have anything to live for. That's why people waste their life. That's why people drown themselves in all the stuff they drown themselves. Because they don't understand God's taking them somewhere. Or God wants to take them somewhere. But when you understand that when you turn your life over to Him, He wants to take you somewhere better than where you are. And you may have to go through some fire and water to get there. But it's worth going through to get there. Because where God is wanting to take me. And where God has destined to take me. Whatever I have to go through. It's going to be worth it. To know that God has a plan for my life. Amen. Every step of the way. God has a plan. You know, I love people that have plans. I like people. I know that sometimes it's good to be able to work that they, you know, kind of off the cuff, as they say, or shoot from the hip. But that's a dangerous way to live. Because a lot of times you shoot your own self in the foot just shooting from the hip because you don't get it out quick enough. But we like to be around people that have plans because that helps everybody know where we're going. It's not just chaos and confusion, but there's order. 
When you know where you're going, it makes a difference in how you live. It makes a difference in how you act. It makes a difference in how you treat others and how you treat yourself. Praise God. Maybe I needed to preach tonight about certain truths for uncertain time. Unshakable truths for uncertain time. And one of them is, if you don't understand that God has a plan for your life and God is taking you somewhere, you will wind up wasting your life and selling it to the cheapest bidder that comes along. That's why people get involved in all the things they get involved in in life from drugs and alcohol and illicit and immoral lifestyle and and cheating and lying and all the other stuff that goes on. We get involved in that because we lose sight of the simple fact that God made us for something. He made us for a place. He made us to take us somewhere. And when we lose sight of that simple fact, We lower our life down to a level that is unacceptable. When you know you're going somewhere, more than that, when you know you are somebody, you start treating yourself better. You start treating others better. Amen. You take out the trash. You don't delve. You know what I've been amazed at? I'm going to preach a message about this one of these nights or one of these days, but... I have been amazed. You know what? The, one of the number one watched TV programs of our day. You know what it is? It's a program called Hoarders. And it's a documentary of people who hoard. They don't throw anything away. Their houses are trashed up. Their lives are even endangered. Their health is even at risk because they just hoard stuff. I read about a man in, I believe it was New York City, true story, a man who uh, went missing. He was an elderly gentleman, and he had gone missing for quite some time, and they, they couldn't find him. And so finally they went to investigate in his apartment When they opened the door, it was trash and papers and all kinds of stuff from the ceiling to the floor. There was hardly any room to even get through. And they went through all the areas they could go through looking. They never could find him. And so finally, it was a health hazard. They decided to start carrying out all this trash and getting rid of it. And in the midst of carrying out all the trash, they found his decomposed body. Underneath all that garbage. You know what? There's a lot of people that die by trash. Trashy living, trashy thinking, trashy attitudes, trashy morals. And life craters in. But when you understand that God made me, God, He didn't just... Speak and I be there. That's what he did to all of the other acts of creation. The Bible said he spoke and it was there. He spoke a word. There were stars. He spoke a word. There were fish in the sea. Every kind of fish. He spoke a word. There were animals in the field. He spoke a word. There were flowers in the field. He spoke a word. 
and there was this and that and the other. But when it came to you and I, the Bible said that he made man. He crafted. The psalmist said that he created me, curiously wrought me. Curiously wrought me. He didn't just throw a blob of clay out and say, okay, evolve. Come on. Come on. See what you can make of yourself. What a way to think about man. Is that we're just one time an amoeba that just accidentally bumped into another amoeba. And all of that friction caused something. And the next thing you know, there's a tadpole. And the next thing you know, there's this and that. And it's out of all... Folks, I, I'm, I think you're a little better than that. As a matter of fact, I think you and I are a whole lot better than that. I, I don't even like to think about that we might have come from an accident. I've seen some people that look like they might have been an accident, but but none of here, not nobody here in this church, no, nobody around here. But I, I, I I've seen some situations that look like accidents but no 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 we're not accidents god made you he curiously wrought you and not only that he sacrificed for you listen to me i have been sacrificed for somebody was willing to die for me that means I must be worth something. That must mean I am of some value to somebody I've been sacrificed for. Why would I want to sully that? Why would I want to soil that kind of opportunity by cheap living? Why would I want to soil that by lies or deceit? Why would I want to lower myself? You know, if you ask a scientist what man is, he'll tell you that man is so much blood, so much water. He has so many veins. He has so many arteries. He has so many cells. He has so much this, so much that. He's got a heart. He's got lungs. He's got uh, all kinds of tissue and muscles and fibers and tendons. He could tell you all of that. If you ask a sociologist... A sociologist, what, what man is, he'll tell you that man is, he, he is his uh, connections. He is his relationships. He is, uh, and that's how he describes man. But you, if you really want to know who man is and what man is, you've got to go back to that book. And the Bible says that what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visiteth him? You made him a little lower than the angels and you crowned him. With glory and honor. Woo! Doesn't sound like an accident to me. Doesn't sound like a mistake to me. That he would do all of that and crown man. If you really want to know what man is, ask God. He created man. And God said, man is a treasure. Man is not trash. So don't let the world connive and convince you into believing that you are just a piece of trash you don't count you don't matter you're not worth anything you matter to god and god has a plan for your life 
And God is going to take you through. God's got a future for you. And when they got to looking back over their life and looking at everything that happened to their life, they said, man, we went through some things, fire and water. But he brought us in to a wealthy place. Amen. He brought us in to a wealthy place. Where he's taking me is so much better than where I've been. It's not going to matter what I've been through when I get to where he's taken me and I realize what he's prepared for me. Come on, folks. Do you really think a few heartaches and a few tears and a little trial and a little trouble is really going to worry you that much when you walk down streets of gold and you look at walls that are made of jasper and you look at a water, a river that flows out of the throne of God and you realize there is no sun because He is the light and you realize there's no more night and there's no more death and there's no more sorrow. Do you really think it's going to matter? What you're going through right now. Just realize. They went through it. But they went through it. Because they were going somewhere important. Whatever God's taking you through tonight. You just understand me. You are going to be better off. When it's all said and done. Amen. Amen. You're going to be a better person. You're going to be a better man. A better woman. No matter what it seems like at the moment. It isn't going to kill you. Amen. So don't even buy your grave plot. Don't even call the mortician. You ain't going to die. God's not going to let you die. Unless you want to. You can if you want to. But you don't have to. You can go through it. Amen. You know what? I made up my mind afresh today. I'm just going to keep going. Amen. A lot of times it's easy to give up. It's easy to quit. It's easy to throw our hands up. Life is not always pleasant. It's not always laughter. There are many times tears come too easily. But you know what? Once you get past it all and you look back, you realize it was all needed and it has all brought you to a better place. Amen. And who's going to argue with heaven? Who's going to sit down by the throne of God when they get there and say, Now, God, I have a few bones to pick with you. Well, we're fretting over it right now. Some of us are ready to give up tonight. Some of us are mad at God tonight. Are about to be mad at him because things aren't working out. But when you get to the other side and you step into that place he has prepared, I wonder how many of us are going to be willing to get that list out. You know, I've said it sometimes. I've got some things I need to talk to God about. But that's just me. That's just the moment. And when I get down the road a little ways and I look back, I realize it was just the moment. It was just something I had to go through to get where I'm going. Amen. Praise God. No wonder the songwriter said, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. I've got to make it to heaven somehow. 
though the devil tempts me and tries to turn me around, he's offered everything that's God in name, all the wealth I want and worldly fame that if I could still I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Anybody feel that way tonight? I started out traveling for the Lord many years ago. Had a lot of heartaches, had a lot of griefs and woes. Whoa, whoa. Then I would stumble, then I would humble down, and there I would say I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. It's not always easy in the moment. But that moment's going to pass. I told you that a while back. Go get the tape. Listen to it again. It's just a moment. It's going to pass. Sometimes we need to be reminded of that. They went through fire and water. But they were going to a better place. Why argue with God when God has the best plan all along? Let's stand together.